Welcome to another Dragonlance Saga readings episode. I know I'm a little bit early and very choppy. What is going on? Just a second ago, it was smooth and no problem. And now it's super chop. I need to figure this out. I have a new computer. And so I'm sort of working through the kinks. Even the, the stream itself is a little bit off. So I don't know. I'm going to have to work on this. But anyway, today I'm... Uh, Coming on here because uh, they released a second preview of Dragons of Fate from Dragonlance Classics, Dragonlance Destiny's Trilogy. And now Dragons of Fate is coming in August 1st, and uh, this new preview I'm going to read here for you is from Gizmodo, actually. So Dragonlance's newest sequel, Storm's Bookshelves, in August. Which is kind of exciting, you know? Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman return with the adventures of Destina, Dalimar, and Justarius in Dragons of Fate. Which is weird because Dalimar and Justarius are the highlight of this chapter excerpt. But they're not like prime characters. They're not even on the cover. So it's weird that they phrased it like this. But I'm sure Linda Cottage isn't as versed in Dragonlance like we are. So... Dragonlance's epic fantasy returns now with even more time devices to deal with. In Dragons of Fate, Destina Rosethorn journeys into the past but finds herself stranded, removed from her own time, and without the means to return. This epic sequel to Dragons of Deceit drives readers further into the Dungeons and Dragons mythos from the writers that started it all. Take a look at the cover for Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman's newest classic Dragonlance novel, Dragons of Fate. An exclusive chapter excerpt is below. So we've got the classic Dragonlance nomenclature right here. And of course, that's Destina, that's Sturm Brightblade, and that's Raceland Majir. This is a dragon, <laughs> of whom I have no idea who it is. But it's a dragon. Uh, we'll find out. Uh, hey, Adam Superacy from Australia. How you doing? Thanks for tuning in live. Chris, what's up? D20, how you doing? James, thanks for tuning in from Australia. All right. So we're going to do the uh, excerpt, which begins right here. Please ignore these annoying-ass videos popping up while we do this. Dalimar and Justarius walk toward the sound of hammering, which was emanating from a large building made of stone. Aware that they would never be heard if they announced their arrival, they walked inside. A short and stocky woman, with her hair wrapped in a scarf and some sort of helm over her head, glanced at them through a glass panel in the helm and continued with her work. Dalmar presumed she was Alice Ranneker. She was dressed in a rough calico shirt, leather breeches, leather apron, heavy leather gloves, and thick boots. She stood over an anvil, using a large hammer to beat a piece of red-hot metal into submission. The helm apparently protected her face from the heat and the sparks flying from the hammer. Alice plunged the metal into a tub of water, connected to a barrel that was in turn connected to the sluice that brought the water in from the well. The water hissed, sending up clouds of steam. She took the cooled metal out of the water, laid it aside, and removed her helm to regard her two visitors with frank curiosity. "'Hello,' she said, smiling, completely unconscious of the soot and grime on her face. "'I'm Alice Ranneker. Who are you?' 
I'm Justerius, master of the Tower of Weyrith, said Justerius with dignity. This is my colleague, Dalimar, master of the Tower of Palanthus. Bless my gears and garters, Alice gasped, pulling off the gloves she hurried forward to greet them. Merciful moons of magic, this is such an honor. No, no, don't come into the forge, she warned, warned hastily. You'll get your fine robes dirty. We'll talk in the house. Such an honor. She took off the leather apron and, with flustered curtsy, herded them into the small cottage and deposited them into a minuscule parlor. Every piece of furniture was covered with soot. Justarius and Dalimar eyed the chairs askance and chose to stand. Alice herself excused uh, Alice excused herself, saying she needed to go wash up and change clothes. She returned a short time later, minus the scarf, looking clean and neat in a sprigged dress with her brown hair bound in a single braid wrapped around her head. She was built like a blacksmith, with large shoulders and well-muscled arms. Dalimar judged she could have probably picked him up, heaved him over her shoulder, and walked off with him. She had bright eyes and an infectious smile. "'Have you come to invite me to take the test?' she asked excitedly. "'I'm afraid not, Miss Randiger," said Justerius. "'We are here on a far more important mission.' Alice looked crushed at first, but her disappointment faded when Dalimar brought forth the black velvet bag and asked if there was somewhere he could display its contents. "'My laboratory,' said Alice proudly. She hustled them out of the parlor and into the laboratory, which apparently doubled as the kitchen, for it contained a large marble table covered with magical runes and soup stains. Dirty plates and cutlery jostled with bottles, test tubes, and sheaves of paper with diagrams of various outlandish-looking and fantastical machines. A fire burned in the fireplace, where a mechanical hand was slowly turning a kitchen, a chicken roasting on a mechanical spit. "'Would you like to stay for dinner?' Alice asked. Justerius glanced at the test tubes and the dirty plates. "'Thank you, Mistress Alice, but I'm on a restricted diet.' "'Suit yourself,' said Alice. "'Make yourselves comfortable. Sit on that stool. You can prop your crutch against the fireplace.' She cleaned a space on the table with the sweep of her arm, sending plates and tubes crashing to the floor. Dalimar emptied the contents of the bag onto the table. He did not tell her what it was, for he wanted to see her reaction. Alice bent to study the debris. I can see it's magical, or at least it was at one time. Are the pieces trapped, or may I safely touch them? You may touch them, said Dalimar, giving her credit for having the sense to ask. Alice picked up the rod and studied it from both, both ends. She held the orbs in her palms and seemed to weigh them. Rummaging about the remaining contents on the table, she located a jeweler's glass and put it to her eye to examine the jewels. She picked up one of the face plates that formed the pendant and peered at it in the sunlight, then took the chain and swung it back and forth, removing the jeweler's glass from her eye. She said, "'Excuse me,' and disappeared into another room. She returned, carrying a large leather-bound book, and thumped it down on the table. "'My great-great-great-grandfather Ranneker's book of artifacts,' she said proudly. Opening the book, she carefully turned the pages until she found what she sought, then shifted the book so they could see and pointed to an entry, Device of Time Journeying. This is, or was, that famous device, she stated, forged in the anvil of time during the age of dreams by person or persons unknown. It's one of a kind. There will never be another. She shook her head sadly. What did you gents do to it? Run it through a meat grinder? Justerius glowered in anger, and Dalimar hastily intervened. 
What happened to it is not relevant, mistress. As you can see, it no longer works. We know you cannot build another one, but we were hoping you could repair this one so that it would once more be functional. Alice looked at the diagram in the book, then back at the pieces on the table. She picked up the rod and screwed one of the orbs onto the end, then lifted the chain and attached it. She placed the face plate on the table and began fitting some of the smaller jewels into the settings. Dalimar noted her touch was surprisingly delicate as she handled the tiny objects. It's been broken before now, hasn't it? She said abruptly. Jesterius acknowledged that it had. Did a gnome repair it? She asked. So it was, so I was told, said Jesterius. Thought so. Some of the repairs are gnomish work. You can always tell. Can you fix it, Mistress Ranica? Dalimar asked. No, said Alice, straightening. Sorry. Are you certain? Jesterius asked, dismayed. Too many bits and pieces are missing. For example, you need four small screws to hold the rod in place, and there's only one screw here. These four sapphires go here, 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 and here, but as you see, that leaves two empty slots. I could make replacement parts, including the jewels, but your biggest problem is that the magic's drained clean out of it. Justarius sank down in a chair with a bleak sigh. Dalmar began to gather up the pieces to place them back in the bag. Now, gentlemen, don't look so glum said Alice cheerfully. I can't fix this device of time journeying, but I might be able to make a new one using the old parts, and I can refill the tank, so to speak. What does that mean? Delamar asked. Add the magic, said Alice. You can make a new device that will transport people through time? Justarius asked, clarifying. It wouldn't be much of a device of time journeying if it didn't transport people through time, now would it? Alice asked with a snort. <laughs> I can build a newer one, and not only that, I can make it better. Dragons of Fate will be published on August 1st. It is available for pre-order now on the Penguin Random House site or from Amazon. Oh, yeah. All right. So that's pretty exciting. Mistress Ranneker. Have I heard that somewhere before? Are you guys familiar with Mistress Ranneker? All right, this is going to drive me insane. Why is this so jittery? What is going on? My camera is driving me nuts. All right. You're not familiar with Mrs. Ranneker? I'm going to look up really quick. Um, Ranneker, Dragonlance. And you've never heard of a Dragonlance wizard named Ranneker before. He apparently a big shot artificer. So the father was a big shot artificer. Ranneker. Oh, this is going to drive me nuts. Let's see. Of present importance is Randaker's clock, the device that allows its owner to perceive the key events. That's where I've heard it before. In the Fifth Age, Dalimar got Randaker's clock and looked through it to see time. He traveled back in time in order to get to the point where Tachesis stole the world. That's what it was. All right. Okay. Okay. So her father created the clock that Dalimar used in the future. So it would make sense that he would look for Ranneker's clock if his daughter helped fix and repair or make a new device of time journeying. Okay. All right. All right. That's pretty dope. I like how they're referencing the family and stuff. 
Okay, that makes me feel better. This jittery ass camera is not making me feel better. I've got to fix this. This is going to drive me insane. All right, so um, I actually am working on my uh, River of Time episode for next Tuesday, my Dragonlance settings episode. And I just saw this drop in my inbox saying that this was available. So I had to grab it and read it. I like that Justarius and Dalimar are going around trying to find someone to repair the device of time journeying. But it seems a little strange that they wouldn't focus on trying to fix it themselves, being that they are both masters of Towers of High Sorcery, Weyrith and Planthus, respectively. You'd think that they would have some sort of experience building artifacts or at least magic items. And especially when Alice is saying, um, I'll, I'll, uh, what did she say? I'll fill it up, so to speak. And Dalimar's like, dar da dar 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 And she's like, you know, with magic, you dumbass. That's a little bit weird. Yeah, this is a <laughs> Max Hedrum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, sorry about that, guys. I'll, I'll try to get it fixed. I don't know what the hell's going on. Again, this is the first stream to this channel with my new computer, so I don't know. I blame technology. And this is actually, I, I haven't been using Windows 11 before, so maybe this is Windows 11 that's doing this. I just need to figure it out. I don't know. It's going to drive me insane. I'm not going to troubleshoot it while I'm live here, though. So, hey, Durant, thanks for tuning in live. Um, what did you guys think of that preview? I like the idea that even though some of the pieces are still in Taz's possession in the past, in the Age of Might, with Destina, Raceland, and Sturm, they can still make a new device of time journeying in improved and then get back or yeah, back to the past, <laughs> return to the past to pick up the uh, Destina girl and then bring her back to the future. All right. I dig it. I actually like this excerpt better than the last one because the last one just left me a little bit confused and frustrated. I couldn't remember that for whatever reason, I still have to go back and, and look at it again, why Raceland could remember everything about his youth as he transferred back in time. That kind of bothered me, and I made a big stink about it on the feed, but someone reminded me that, no, 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 that's how it was in the first book, and I just forgot about it, so I'll accept it. <laughs> not that it matters whether I accept it or not. But that's the reality of it. So in this one, I'm just glad that Justarius and Dalimar are working to, to try to save Decina. I like that um, there's a chance of a new device of time journeying. However, are they then going to fold in the idea? Because again, remember, this is before the Summer Chaos. So if they make a new device of time journeying and they go back over to Taz in the past... Is he going to then pick up this new device of time journeying and keep it to fulfill the summer of chaos and the fifth age and the you know war of souls? This is the first clue that tells me, because I've been denying this the whole time that everyone has suggested and brought it up as a, a possible um, idea. This is the first time I'm thinking maybe they are completely wiping out fifth age with this trilogy maybe they are going to completely change it. Because they did tease a possible future that Taz had witnessed with his device of time journeying. Before He went a little too far, and Cameron was already dead. And this was from um, Dragons of Summer Flame. So maybe 
maybe they're going to make it so they come back into that new split off of the River of Time. It's so apropos that I'm making River of Time episode today while talking about this. That would be interesting. Oh my gosh, this jumpiness is insane. All right, I'm going to stop you guys from uh, watching my insanity. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, what did you think about this excerpt from Dragons of Fate? Are you excited to hear more about the device of time journeying and Magius and Huma? Feel free to email me at info at dlsaga.com or leave a comment below. This channel is all about celebrating the wonderful world of the Dragonlance Saga, and I thank you for joining in the celebration. Thank you for watching. This has been Adam with Dragonlance Saga. Until next time, Slan Javar.